What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Lena Jones Diamond Network Show. This is the place where you and your business are the stars. Now welcome your host, Lena Jones. Hey, what's up, Diamond? How's everybody doing on this hot July second day? It is hot out there. I hope you guys are staying cool. I hope you got your air conditioners or your fans, your super-duper fans, because I'm telling you, I can't seem to cool off. I don't know. It could be an age thing with me. <laughs> but uh, I can't seem to cool off. I'm just, I stay hot. Just stay hot. It's uh, not a good thing. Not a good thing at all. Um, thank you for joining me. <laughs> if you're new to the show, I did have my audio test out, so you should be able to hear me fine. If you don't hear me, and check out your phone. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes it's uh, people's phone. It's not it's not me all the time. <laughs> as much as uh, as much as most people like to. Point the blame on me. It's not me all the time. Sometimes it's just, just the phone. It's your phone service. Uh, and if you, if you can't hear me on your phone service, go and click on the internet. You can listen to the show on the internet. You can listen to it on your cell phone. Um, you can listen to it on the internet. So, so we got it. I got a good show. I got coffee talk. I love coffee talk because it gave me a chance to enlighten everyone, including me, on some things that we just didn't know. And scams, I found out some scams that I didn't even know existed. And you're going to be surprised when you hear about some of these scams because some of them you may have done already. And if you have, you need to check yourself. You need to find out <laughs> if, uh, if someone, if you compromised yourself without even knowing it because from what I was reading, I've compromised myself a couple of times. Didn't even know it. That's just how easy it is and how clever these scams are. Um, so I'm going to talk about that, and I'm going to talk about the uh, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime works great. I have a daughter who loves it because she gets her stuff like the next day. Uh, I don't have it because I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> I'd rather use someone else's account. But um, I did notice a couple of things about it personally myself, and that's the things it didn't offer or things that it said that it offered it did not really, really offer. So I'm going to touch on that. But the main show is going to be about these scams and protecting yourself when you're on vacation. A lot of us are taking vacations this time of year, and there's a lot of stuff going on with uh uh, people just trying to rip you off, you know, and the sad part about it is that we work so hard. We work so hard to make that little bit of money. I don't know if you got it like that, but see, I don't have it like that. <laughs> and even losing 10 pounds, I don't even gamble because I don't like, um, I don't like, I'm looking for an article, there it is. I don't like losing anything. $10, I'm done. $10, and that's a lot. I mean, because when you hold in them quarters in that little cup, it feels like a lot of money. <laughs> so it's hard to just, uh, it's hard to just let it go. Um, my music spotlight for tonight is going to be Heather Whitney. She is a country music singer, a female country music singer. So if you like country music, you'll enjoy the singer. If not, check her out anyway. Sometimes we don't really know what we like until we listen to it. And some of this country music, especially in today's country, it's not it's not the country that your mama and grandma used to listen to. They're good and their lyrics are banging. So check it out. Give country a chance. You just might like it. So before I go into uh, 
anything else, I'm going to go ahead and give you a taste of uh, uh, Mr. Uh, not Mr. Miss Heather. Miss Heather Whitney. This is her song. Oh, let's go. Let's do a shut up and dance. <laughs> I feel like a shut up and dance today. So we're going to uh, start out with that with Miss Heather Whitney and shut up and dance. And I will be right back with you. Stay with me. To pick up lines All I could think In the back of my mind Shut up and dance Get in the groove This ain't no time For talking Get your cowboy boots Out on the floor And show me that you're My kind of man Shut up and JDN Radio, check it out. I am looking for independent artists, uh, music without uh, profanity, if possible. Can you give me a clean version? <laughs> and I'll play it. I'm looking to promote you. Now, I am ASCAP licensed, so I can play commercial music, but I choose not to. I want to stream independent artists, but I need some independent artists. I need you to send me that music. I need you to send it to me. Not everybody is dirty. Dirty? Some people aren't. Um, so let's just jump right into the vacation thing, okay? We're going to talk about uh, when you're going on a way on vacation, things that you should do before you leave your house. So some of the things that you can do on your on a cybersecurity list checklist, you should have one. Especially if you have smartphones, smart homes, <laughs> smart computers, everything smart around you, okay? Um, the one thing is make sure your operating system and software on all your devices are going to take, that you're taking with you, are up to date. You want to make sure that you've installed the updates while you're on the road. It can be a pain due to slow, unstable internet. I know when I... Uh, went to take care of the funeral arrangements for my grandmother. We were, the hotel I stayed in had a horrible, horrible internet service. <laughs> that was one time I definitely, definitely wish that I had a, uh, I had my own stuff. I had my own uh, flash card or something because 
it was definitely it was horrible. I it, I couldn't get a lot of work done because I just got frustrated. So you definitely want to make sure that um, you, your hotel has good Wi-Fi. If not, or if you have your portable, stick with you. Take that definitely. Make sure that that has some good Wi-Fi on it too. <laughs> no need paying all that money. And it sucks every time you take it. If you're doing that, give it back. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it. So you want to do that. Um, you can use your Wi-Fi at home to know that uh, which to know is secure. To know your password is secure. Uh, okay. Another thing is you may want to take precautions to secure devices that you'll be leaving behind. In your workplace and home, if a burglar gets hold of your desktop, you, they should not be able to harvest any valuable information. All devices and passwords should be protected, including the ones that you're taking with you. You want to back up valuable data on the devices that you're bringing so that you won't lose them. Um, you don't want a devil disaster. You're losing them and you didn't back up your data. So, um something crashes and you lose all your things, you definitely don't want that. And the other one is do not announce the date of your upcoming travel plans on social media. That's a great way to alert criminals to case your house and break in during the time you'll be gone. Well, they can't do that if they don't know your address. So you don't really post that stuff on your social media profile. You don't just put everything about yourself out there, especially in this day and age. Uh, post your uh, travel pics. You can post your travel pics when you get back. You can tell all about it when you get back. That's what I try to do. I mean, I do. I have did one or two pictures that I just couldn't help doing, but you do, for the majority part, for the most part, you want to post all them when you get back, unless you have your personal friends that you're going to IM um, and and do pictures back and forth, but as far as your overall social media with people who may not know you and you may not know them, you don't want to put those pictures up until after you get back. Yeah, that way you get a chance to edit them and um, uh, Photoshop. <laughs> Photoshop the bad stuff <laughs> before you put them on. Oh, you look great. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe how good you good look. I couldn't believe how good I look either after Photoshop finished with me. I had a Kim Kardashian body. Are you kidding me? Okay. Do not announce the date. Okay. I said that. Don't announce the date. Disable the auto-connect options shortly before you leave. And have your devices forget the network SSIDs in their list. Those are the security something IDs that's in the list. Um, threat actors can abuse these features for the man-in-the-middle attacks. That's a different type of attack called the man-in-the-middle. So many different types of attacks out here. This one is called man-in-the-middle. Let's see what this one is about. Uh, man-in-the-middle attack happens when a when a threat actor manages to inter, intercept and forward the traffic between two entities without either of them noticing. Ooh. To pull this off, the attacker should not only be convincing in their in, impersonalization, impersonation, but be able to follow and influence the conversations between two or more parties. That's not a good one. You don't want that. So definitely um, disable the auto-connect option before you leave. If you have contacted a contact list, debit or credit card, get shields to store them that you can carry around with you so that uh, you won't be leaking in any information. Um, think twice about bringing multitude of devices, the chances of anything getting damaged, stolen, are, or lost is much higher when you're on the road. So if you don't need your your iPad, your laptop, and your cell phone, <laughs> don't bring them. <laughs> Keep them home. I try to travel as less as possible. I'm one of them people that have to have that computer. I have to have my computer, and I have to have my uh, cell phone. And it gets kind of tedious because every place I go, I don't trust the people in the hotel room. 
So I'm taking my computer with me. I'm packing it up, taking it with me everywhere I go. It sits in the trunk of my car. And, you know, I'm just giving away too much information. <laughs> okay. So it says, make sure you travel. Make sure <laughs> your travel insurance, if you have travel insurance, covers all the devices and any other valuables you may plan to take along. I don't have travel insurance. I didn't know you can get that. I might have to look into that just in case something happens. Okay, now while you're traveling, now your traveling plans can range from road trips to camping spots to flights to five-star beach resorts because of a wide range of travel options. Okay, some of the following advice may or may not apply. And I'm getting this um, this advice from uh, malware bites. I love malware bites. I use it. Uh, it says, okay, if you park your car at the airport, obviously you want to make sure no valuable devices are left behind. This is also a good time to disable your Bluetooth on your phone because the car is probably the only useful Bluetooth connection that you'll need. Um, but when Bluetooth is off, it can't be abused. So make sure you turn it off. This is why you're traveling. Airports and other waypoints on your travels will often offer public free unprotected Wi-Fi. Yeah, we know about them. Consider the risks associated with them when you use them. Or use a VPN to enhance the security by encrypting your connection. VPNs are good. I have one. I just, you know, I wasn't using the services when I was uh, doing substitute teaching because you couldn't really use the school network to go do things like check your email. So a VPN was helpful for me. But um, once the kids got on my last nerve, I decided that I wasn't going to do it for a while. So I didn't need the connection. <laughs> if you need to use Wi-Fi in your hotel, make sure their connections are secure with passwords. And if you need to access sensitive material for work, set up a VPN on your laptop laptop before and most VPNs doesn't cost a lot of money. Uh, your privacy screens, make sure that the only person sitting straight in front of the screen can read what is on it. This can stop people from secretly watching what you're doing. Good privacy screens are easy to apply and are available for laptops and many of other handheld devices. Don't use public computers for sensitive internet traffic. This certainly includes online shopping and other financial transactions like checking your bank account. If it says it's not a secure connection, most of them will say this is not a secure connection. And you should, and you'll know, like the hotel that I stayed, they didn't have a secure connection. So I made sure I told my husband, look, if you're going to check your accounts, you need to do them another way, not on that internet. While you're traveling, it's safer to spend money at your destination instead online. And you know what else is the best way to know how much we got and how much you can spend? That way you don't even need to look at your bank account. If you use webmail to read your mail when you're away from home, keep in mind that this may be less secure when reading your mail on your favorite email client. Some webmail services have HTML enabled by default. If you're fully updated on an anti-malware solution for all your devices, Mal Malwarebytes has solutions for many of the operating systems that you use, um, those type of devices. Since you may not want to take your laptop on every and every other device with you as you go sightseeing it, make sure there's a safe place to keep them, keep the items behind. Not every hotel is safe, is big, not every hotel safe is big enough for a laptop. Ask your hotel concierge if they have other options for securing your devices. There's nothing wrong with asking that. Simply leaving them behind in your room is not the safest move. That's why I say I take mine with me. I travel with mine. I take mine with me. No matter where I go, you know, I just take it with me. And now if you're tra traveling abroad, now this is just if you're traveling period. If you're traveling abroad, you know, you might give some extra attention to detail. You want to make sure you leave your country with devices fully charged, okay? You may need to use them for a while before you get another chance to recharge. It may be a while. 
it, it may require different cables, plugs, power plugs, and adapters to change your devices at your destinations or checkpoints along the way. Come prepared. You know, I know in um, in um, the UK they have a different type of socket. Not only the US, but also some other countries will look at your social media accounts to find any information that could make you less welcome, a less welcome guest. It might be prudent to remove any questionable comments <laughs> for further investigation. Like if you're saying something negative about Russia, take it off your you need to delete it out your account. Gates are looking for it. Say, hey, look, you can't come to our country because you said we suffer or something like that. If traveling into the U.S. from abroad, be prepared that you might be asked to hand over your device and your password to get in. Make sure there's nothing to be found on it that you don't want to be found. Now, when you get back, when you get back home safe and sound, don't rest. Take a few few moments to check a few things, then you can start posting online. Relax and having fun from your vacation. Update your anti-wear solution and run manual scans on your devices to check for any uninvited guests you may have picked up on the road. If you bought devices abroad, check for compliance and whether they are compromised. Some countries' devices are sold with monitoring software pre-installed. Whoa. I don't think I will <laughs> buy it any other. You know, I use Kapersky. This is a short story. I use Kapersky, and Kapersky uh, for Best Buy are no longer using Kapersky. They're using this thing called Trend. And when I asked them about the Kapersky, they said that they don't use Kapersky anymore because when they ask you to update your data, that's information that, that Russia sees. So I don't know if you guys know about that, but if you have Kapersky through Best Buy, you might want to get it updated to what their new software called is Trend. So that's where I was told. Okay. Check your bank account for any unexpected withdrawals or spending. Warn your bank or credit card provider if you suspect foul play or if you have lost sight of your credit card at some point. It's especially important to do this if you suspect your login credentials may have been stolen. It is extra, it's an extra precaution as you may want to change the password that you used during the time that you was away. If someone managed to get a hold of one during your trip, you'll stop them from doing any damage to your password. <laughs> Don't let all this ruin your fun. While most of the things mentioned above are precautions that we should take every day, not just when we're traveling that come to mind. Um, things that come to mind when you're planning an awesome trip you've worked for all year, but as always, better to be safe than sorry. Hmm. And I will be posting that little link along on the LJDN Show website on the blog part where you hear, when you can read the description and get links to the show. On the new website, I'm only storing like a month, maybe two months at a time. Um, I'm not doing a whole bunch of storing of uh, a lot of episodes. If you want to see more episodes, you are always welcome to go to uh, Blog Talk Radio, where all of my um, where all of my shows are stored. So right now we're going to hear some more from Heather, and then we're going to come back and talk about some scams. I think you want to hear this one. Here's Bye 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 You by Heather Whitney, and I'll be right back. Hey, sugar, honey, finally saved enough money to make your dad lose.
right. That's Bye 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 You by Heather Whitney. Welcome back to the show. This is Lena Jones, and we are talking about scamming and getting things ready for vacations and all that sort of stuff. I hope you are getting some of this in and using some of this advice. I know I am. Uh, So let's talk about who gets scammed and why before I go into these seven deadly scams. Now, according to CR, Consumer Reports, the most dangerous attitude any consumer can have is what is called the social science, called the illusion of invulnerability. You know how men are, you know, that <laughs> um, you're always right or something like that, but they don't believe anything can happen to them. It's like you got to be stupid, you know, that's their mentality. So, so the illusion of invulnerability is things like I'm too smart to ever fall for it. Hmm. No, you're not. And all the data show that everyone, irrespective of age, education, ethnicity, or gender, has the potential to be scammed. Given the right circumstances, a scammer who's given who's gifted at in the parlance of the profession, getting his mark under the ether, in other words, whatever all that is, <laughs> okay, let's just go on, um, is unconsciously at risk. So they're saying that no matter who you are or how smart you are, you can be at risk, okay? Now, this is what really blew me over. It says more often the conventional thinking about victimhood is often wrong. When it comes to falling for scams, it's millennials, not seniors, who are most vulnerable among those who reported losing money to fraud, those in their 20s accounted for 40% in the single largest group versus 18% for those 70 and older, according to 2017 Federal Trade Commission data. Wow. I'm not a millennial, and I'm not a 70-year-old, so where do I fit where do I fit in here? But see, I can understand the millennials because they're always looking for a way to get get money quick. You know, if they if they think they can get some money quick or get rich quick, they're all over it. I know because my kids are like that. You know, it's like, come on, really? <laughs> so, however, older adults who fell victim to scams tended to lose larger amounts of money compared to younger adults. The FTC found. Experts said losses by the by the elderly to financial fraud are are not only attributed to age-related cognitive decline, but also the fact that 65-plus generation controls trillions of dollars and scammers follow the money. Yeah, you got people, seniors that have lost their homes to scammers. I mean, we're in a millennial or may only a couple hundred dollars or maybe even $25 where, you know, people older, they're losing their homes, their retirement funds. They're just getting juked all the way around. So that's, that's definitely not, uh, definitely not a good thing. Okay. So regardless of age, researchers has been able to identify certain characteristics that distinguish those who can be taken advantage from and those who don't. Hmm. So let's go outsmarting the scam artist. Certain following traits surface at far higher rates in victims than in non-victims. Okay, one of them is being eager for bargains. <laughs> okay, are you eager bargain shoppers out there? Listen to this. Being eager for bargains. Do you know people who are always on the lookout for investment opportunities and bargains? who send away for promotional materials and enter contest drawings and who open all their mail electronically on the post or postal include sales, brochures, generic charity come-ons that keep deep regular exposure to what might broadly be called the marketplace makes the right, makes one right to be scammed victim. Whoa. Susceptibility to persuasion. That's another one. 
several studies conducted by Doug Shadow, Shadow, and who is he? Probably from that one. Um, and his colleagues have found that fraud victims respond with greater interest than the general public to certain statements that con artists rely on to ensnare their prey. This deal is only good for the next 24 hours. That's one of them. My clients are earning 30% a year on this investment, okay? Or a standby with veterans, a group that has become a new favorite target for scams from one ex-Marine to another. Wow. That is really something. So, and I know there's a, a, this deal only lasts for 24 hours, but you know, you see those things on late night TV. I've called a couple of them, and they, they tell you it's only going to cost you X amount of money. And you call, and you find out it's not going to cost, it's going to cost more. I get upset. I say, never mind. I don't want it. Okay. The other one is lacking a defensive strategy. And these are people who get scammed and why. Okay. Scam victims tend to take fewer measures to or minimize the possibility of fraud. They don't give themselves time after hearing a pitch to speak before making a buying decision. They neglect to do their professional reference checks, and a fewer of them sign up for registries that limit unwanted phone calls. The other one is a willingness to take risks. Research see a strong correlation between this trait and victimization. In part, they speculate because high because high risk but legitimate investments often have many outward similarities to fraudulent skills, such as the potential to get better than market returns and the need to make a snap decision. Thus similar personality traits are drawn to both. The last one is Facing a rough patch. Facing a rough patch. If you lost, if you if you lost a loved one, gone through a divorce, been laid off from a job, or otherwise experienced some type of life trauma in the past two years, watch out. Really, according to a 2013 Federal Trade Commission study. Your odds of being scammed more than double, most likely because coping with difficult life circumstances take up cognitive capacity that might otherwise be used to spot scams. Wow. So, you have who gets scammed? The eager beaver looking for bargains? Susceptibility to persuasion? Lacking a defense strategy and willingness to take risk is facing a rough patch. So definitely, if you fit in any of those categories, you definitely want to watch out, okay? So we're going to go to the first scam. We have some time. Smishing and spoofing. That's number one. Okay, this is how it works with cell phones. With cell phones, replacing landlines and texting overtaking emails. Smart swindlers are moving to mobile devices to commit their crimes. One common ploy is smishing on a variation of phishing. It's just like phishing, but I guess it's uh, called smishing because I guess it's done on a smartphone. Um, The use of email to trick you into sharing your personal information. This This version uses SMS, short messaging services. That's probably why it's called. Um, short messages are commonly known as texting. This is how it works. You get a fake, a fake text saying there's a problem with one of your financial accounts or maybe a message offering a low-cost mortgage, a discount cruise, or a free gift card. If you respond by text, the scammer will know that the number is valuable and may connect you to try to get more sensitive personal information. If you click on the link... In the direct in the text directory, the scam artist may be able to install malware that can collect personal information, your account numbers, your password, etc., etc., from your phone. Even more prevalent, the 
to scam calls to your mobile phone. Such such calls quadruple over the past two years, and more than half of cell phone users reported getting one of the getting one in the past month, according to a survey done in Arkansas. Con artists entice people into answering by number spoofing. Hmm. A technique that uses a familiar area code and a prefix to make it appear that the caller is someone you know. Hmm. Nina, that one I've, I've, I've done. Or the caller ID might show the call is ostensibly from a bank. A creditor insurance company, a government agent, note that the call may start off with a recorded voice. But if you respond, you may quickly get patched through to an actual person. People get caught off guard and may inadvertently turn over personal information or credit card numbers before they have a chance to think, says Jonathan Sassy, a first Oregon marketing executive. Wow. So, your protection plan against smishing and spoofing is be stingy with your phone number and don't offer it if it's not required. The less you share it, the less likely you are to be charged. Don't answer calls from numbers you don't absolutely know. Even if they appear vaguely similar, anyone with a legitimate, important message will use your voicemail. If you pick up the call, if 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 you do pick up, the caller is not who you expect. It never divulge any personal information, no matter how urgent the plea. Be extra cautious of someone claiming to be from a bank or insurance company, a government agency. Immediately hang up, look up the official number, and call it. Okay? Do not click on any link that sent you to any link sent to you in a text without first checking that. It's from a trusted sender. Also, if a text instructs you to to push a key to opt out, which I've done before, uh, future messages, don't do it because any responsiveness may mark you in the play. Mm. They, it may mark you as in play instead. For forward the text to 7726, which works for the major carriers, including AT&T, Sprint, T-Mobile, and Verizon, so that your phone company can block the caller. Ask your carrier for help blocking robocalls. T-Mobile, for example, identifies such calls as spam. So that is how you can protect yourself from that one. You know, and I'm always pressing to do not call, do block, block. Well, not the block, but the opt-out thing. So make sure you can't even trust opt-out. You can't trust anymore. You can't trust anything. Okay, let's see. What else we got? We got shimmer scam. Okay, what is the shimmer scam? How it works? Just like a credit card issuer, most banks have turned to payment cards where data is embedded in a small chip rather than on the magnet strip. Final financial institutions have done this to combat abuse, including skimming. The con artist practice of attaching devices to ATMs to capture data from credit cards they use to create a replica of the card. Hmm. Enter the shimmer, a thin card size gadget that con artists install on ATM machines or gas pumps. These shims contain a microchip that can read and transmit information from your card. Though your chip card cannot be cloned in the same way as a strip card can, bad guys can glean enough information to make purchases using the extracted data. So all this stuff about, oh, I got the chip. That's not even Here's your protection plan against that. Whenever possible, use an ATM installed at a bank. Standalone cash machines, those those you might encounter at a convenience store or mall, are unstable or unattended payment system. So they're not attended. They don't know if someone put a shim there or not. So make sure you don't use it. Um, 
such as those at gas stations, are easier for fraudsters to tamper with. Always cover your pen pad when entering your number in case there is an unauthorized camera nearby. If your card encounters any physical resistance when you insert it into the slot, that may well mean a shimmer has been installed. So don't don't do it. Don't put it in there. I know if my card has any problems going in anything, I ain't used it. I don't. I just don't. Don't proceed. Then notify your bank. Keep a close watch on your statements and let your bank know immediately if you spot any unfamiliar transactions. Better yet, sign up to receive alerts on card transactions, particularly for ones that occur without the card being present. Mm. Number three, Facebook like farming. Aha, I bet you didn't know about that one. Facebook like farming. You like it, Facebook, and uh, I'm liking Facebook. Uh, it's like, wow, how it works. While on Facebook, while on Facebook, have you ever come across a posting that tugs at your heartstrings? Uh-huh. Photos of adorable abandoned puppies, say, or a story about a cute little girl who didn't get any happy birthday wishes. You instinctively click the thumbs up or the comments, happy birthday, and maybe even decide to share the posting when possible harm. What possible harm could come of that? What possible harm could come of that? Plenty, fraud experts say. You may be the victim of like A post that engineered to generate attention so that it will continue to show up in more and more people's news feeds. Once the page creators have generated a certain number of likes and shares, they change the content of the page and promote something more nefarious, like an ad or a bogus business or a too-good-to-be-true product you can buy online. Hmm. There's your, here's your protection plan against that. The best defense is to think before you like, hmm. says Facebook spokesperson Peter Voss. Be suspicious of any shared postings that seems designed to elicit an emotional response, response, especially ones that promise a big donation to a charitable cause if it garners enough likes. Always be cautious about what you share on social media. Decline invitations from any and all strangers who may not be the person they're posting at. Use privacy settings, for example, by allowing only friends to see your comments. Imposters often get information about their targets from their online interactions and make themselves sound like a friend or a family member because they know much about you. Yes, even Facebook got a fraud going on. For all you Facebook person. Here's another one that I thought was just wow. Tech support fraud. Did you know that that even existed? I didn't. I didn't know there was a tech support fraud. So here's how it works. Your computer freezes. Now, that's familiar. And you get an anonymous pop-up telling you to immediately call this number for Apple, Dell, HP, or Microsoft. When you do, you're connected to a technician who informs you that your computer has a virus and all your files are at risk. It seems legitimate and terrifying. The tech guy might ask for remote access to your device, then guide you through some diagnostic tests where you can see proof that there's a problem when, in fact, there's none. One of my daughters fell for this, and I had to end up hanging up. They were all in her stuff. Such ploys are convincing enough that countless people have turned over credit card information to pay for unnecessary repairs. Even worse, they have allowed swindlers to gain access to their computers who then install malware, which is a software intended to steal your data or capture your keystrokes so crooks can hack into your account. A 2016 global survey by Microsoft found that two out of three people experienced such a scam in the past 
year. We get approximately 13,000 complaints each month worldwide from consumers who have experienced tech support scams by fraudsters claiming to be from legitimate tech companies, says Courtney Gregory, Assistant General Counsel for Microsoft Data Crimes Unit. So these are people from big companies that know these things that they're putting out there, and we need to take heed of them. We could just lose our butts. Your protection plan from this is don't click any pop-up. Instead, turn your computer off and restart it to see whether the issue is resolved. That's what I do. I turn whenever that stuff pop up, I just turn my computer off. If your browser locks up and freezes your screen, manually try restarting. If you still have a bona fide, if you still have bona fide glitches, call your computer manufacturer's customer service department directly. But be cautious. Scam artists have tricks to get their listing to come up in a Google search, and that might be fooled into thinking you're calling Apple, Dell, Microsoft when you're really reaching out to a scam call center in Russia or somewhere else around the globe. For computers in need of repair, go to a reputable walk-in technician, not someone you encounter online. And never give remote access to your device to anyone you don't know and absolutely trust. You don't know and absolutely trust. That's the same as giving a stranger a key to your front door. This scam may also happen by phone. So don't be fooled if you get a call from a tech support impersonator who knows your name, address, what kind of computer you have, and even what your operating system or browser you use. That kind of data is widely available on the web. Microsoft never proactively calls consumers or uses a pop-up window to say there's a problem with your device. Okay. Here's number five. Going to get to all of them. That's how many there are. There are a lot of them. When are we going to get to Amazon Prime? But we'll do number five and then we will go to Amazon Prime. Okay. How it works a white label ticket scam. <laughs> fall for that one? White label ticket scam. How it works John C. wanted to buy tickets to Love Never Dies, an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical at the Playhouse Square in Cleveland. Cleveland. He found them on a ticket resale website he encountered through the internet search. He purchased two for about $374. But when they arrived in the mail, he noticed that their face value was at $35 each. The rest of the charges were fees. This is a total ripoff, not a service, Johnson wrote in a complaint filed with the Better Business Bureau earlier this, this year. We tend to hear warnings about flat-out criminal activity where con artists steal your money or sell products you never get. But just as common are schemes where consumers actually get something, but for much more than the market price. John C.'s experience is such an example. So he called white label or private label websites like the one he found are designed to look like a legitimate box office site to entice people into buying tickets to concerts, shows, or sporting events at an inflated price. They use, wow, they use paid ads or rely on search engine optimization tactics to ensure they show up in high in browser search results. Wow. Your protection plan against this, your safest bet is to buy tickets directly from the venue, the Playhouse Square, for example, whenever possible. Though many also sell tickets through legitimate brokers, if you use an intermediary, make sure it's well-known and reputable. Check whether it's a member of the National Association of Ticket Brokers. Okay which guarantees a refund if the tickets don't arrive in time. When looking for tickets in high demand, be especially cautious of buying from unregulated and unlicensed scalpers. Before buying any tickets online, carefully read the fine print. Make sure you have some recourse. If the tickets 
that are not what you expected, be especially wary of advertising for cheap tickets to find that you find on the web. Before entering your credit card number, look for the padlock symbol in the web address bar to make sure you're on a secure purchasing system. And then they have more. They have one for charities. They have a ransomware. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how many scams are out there. It was I couldn't believe how many I read. So I'm going to go. I have two more that I just I will try and get them in my website uh, for the last two. But I wanted to go ahead over to Amazon Prime, and I don't know if I. If I have that readily available. Oh, I can't. Well, anyway, be on the lookout for it. You definitely don't want to fall for any of those scams. And uh, replay this. If you don't, if you're not sure what I said, replay it and take notes. Because I can't really tell you that I'll have all of this just written down someplace for you to, uh, to see it all. I can't say that, but let me get go ahead and go to Whitney, and uh, I will be back. Heather, Heather Whitney, let's go to, let's see what we have here. Hmm. Let's go, we're going to listen to whiskey. What's that whiskey saying? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> or man in blue. Here we go. That's that. Much more dangerous than you'll ever let me know. It hurts to know that goodbye kiss will forever be the I could see it in his eyes 
was Heather and my man in blue. That's a pretty con- contribute, uh, <laughs> contribution to the man in blue. Uh, real quick, Amazon Prime membership. Is it worth it? It says that the annual cost for Amazon Prime is 119 a year, but do you know what is worth the money? Let's first evaluate your online shopping habits. Now, it says if you order a few items from time to time, you may need a membership because Amazon offers free standard delivery when you buy $25, when you buy $25 of eligible items in one order. You do get an additional service with membership, such as music streaming, cloud storage. But if you don't take advantage of these, you might be overpaying. To help decide, here's a few brief rundown of Prime Perks. Okay? Um, some same-day delivery. Prime members qualify for free same-day delivery on more than a million items, as well as Prime now available on tens of thousands of items, which promises free delivery within two hours or within one hour for $8. For restaurant orders, delivery is usually within an hour from Amazon-affiliated restaurants in selected areas. For video streaming, members get an instant access of over movies to 10,000 shows, including the Amazon Originals, Mint Music, uh, Prime Music, ad-free listening to more than a million songs. I mean, photos, you got unlimited. Uh, Cloud Drive, it's, uh, uh, the bottom line is, let's see, what is the bottom line here? Is this worth it? <laughs> Prime members living in 37 can download Amazon Key app carriers, but the key will cost you an additional 220 on top of the manual. However, the car must be in in order. I'm not really seeing what it's saying whether it's worth it. Um, it's just a lot to it. A lot to it that I don't have time to do. I gotta get out of here. Thank you for listening. Hey, I'll be back on Wednesday with my morning sparkle. I'm going to be finishing up on Joe. And on Thursday, we have in the cut with Jay. He'll be here Thursday night. So stay tuned. Get this replay. Five o'clock in the morning. Tomorrow morning is the Delta Eastern Radio.